beautiful people. You know what time it is. Ladies and gents, guys and dolls, and everyone in between. Gather round. Get you something real nice to sip on and comfy to slip on. Cause it's time for Smut Club. Here's your hosts, Chelsea and Hannah. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Smut Club. I'm Hannah. I'm Chelsea. And we're day drinking and talking <laughs> about books, which is really, well, not just books. Smut. Smut. It's where we thrive. It is where we thrive. And this is living our best lives. So Yes, we're currently drinking what we call weekend coffees, which is <laughs> really just whiskey and creamer with coffee ice cubes in it. Um, but it works. It does. 10 out of 10 would, re- would recommend it. And if you have one of the little electric whisks, it really elevates the experience. It just needs a little zhuzh to like really put it over the top. You yes. Know? And yeah. like it it needs a lot of zhuzh because the book we're reviewing today has- I can't. I don't know if it really has a lot of zhuzh. It has a lot happening. I don't know if any of it's zhuzh. It, it's not zhuzh. You know, when I think of zhuzh, I think of like, there's a, a level of smoothness that happens with zhuzh, you know? And this book lacks all smoothness. <laughs> it is all rough edges. And I have read this book twice and still don't know what the fuck happened. We should probably say what book it is. It is Master of Salt and Bone by Carrie Lake. Yep, that one uh, is a journey. Uh, I mean, it is. It's a journey from start to finish. And... So I, I will begin by by introducing our characters, yeah, like our two main ones. So we have Lucian, who is the uh, town recluse. He is known as the devil of bone salt. <laughs> and uh, he is apparently horribly scarred and known around this small New England town as like a major douchebag, I guess, and doesn't really leave his house. And then our girl also is very affluent. Yes, yes, yes. He's he's super duper rich. Lives in a huge mansion, and alone with his scars is kind of the general energy. And his mom, yeah. Oh, and his mom, <laughs> his mom and his scars. His mom and his scars, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's all this like like town urban legend around him and this house and all of this. Um, and we'll get into more of that as we get into the story. Um, and then we have Isadora, who goes by Izzy. I would is, too. Yeah, right. Who is our main female interest. She is 19. She is from a very poor family. Her mom is the town whore, which made her life really difficult growing up, understandably. And um, she has no idea who her father is because her mom is the town whore. There were just too many options. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get the feeling it was like one of the, like a Wheel of Fortune spin thing where, you know, it could be any number of options. Just just flick of the wrist and we'll see like 
Who does it land on? Kind of like on How I Met Your Mother, how Barney Stinson's brother <laughs> was played by Wayne Brady. And it's yes. because his mother got around. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Just exactly. making sure. Although Izzy is an only child, um, mainly raised by her aunt because her mom's also on a lot of drugs. And again, we'll get into that more as we get into the story. Now, as I was thinking about how to review this book, I did talk to Chelsea about different ways that we could go about telling this story because- it is just super chaotic. There are a lot of flashbacks happening. It's all very confusing. And so initially I was thinking maybe I would do all the flashbacks first. Um, but I, uh, the more we talked about it, the more I realized I don't want to rob you guys of the experience of this chaos because it, that is the book. You know, like like if I change the order to try to make it more lucid, I have just— You're doing everyone a disservice because it is am. not the, the true experience of Master of Salt and Bone. Exactly. Like I am, I am taking away the integrity of the story, you know? Not that there is much. <laughs> I was going to say integrity <laughs> is maybe not the word I would have chosen. Um, but also, I don't know if there's another word— so, yeah, I mean, I kind of get it. I mean, we've already established. Authentic. We, the sure, authenticity the, sure. of the journey. Sure. I mean, we've already established that shush is not the word. We'll find it eventually. Um, I'm going <clears> to <throat> laugh my ass off if we make it through this entire review. And by the end, we're still like, we don't have the word for what this <laughs> book is. I'm going to lay odds on that, that it's going to be 60-40. We're going to have no idea. I'm not betting against it. Fair enough. So... It opens with a flashback of our dear friend Lucian um, 15 years ago in some kind of asylum, like being strapped down, and he is crying and sobbing, begging his mother not to leave him and to help him, and she says that um, he's sick and that these people are trying to help him, and he just needs to calm down, and she leaves him there. So that's how we're opening, right, is little, like, 15-, 16-year-old Lucian Coming out hot. Just like full bell jar situation. So <laughs> then we move into Isadora. So her, she's in the car with her aunt. They're driving um, to the uh, manor where Lucian lives because Isadora has gotten a job at the mansion as the companion slash caretaker for Lucian's mother. So the aunt is pretty upset by this, does not want to leave her there, but they don't really have any money. Izzy just graduated from high school. There's also some, some allusion to some kind of trauma that she experienced recently. The aunt is like, I, I just don't like this. This is a bad idea. And Izzy's like, tough shit. We need the money. So she is trying to save up money so she can leave this, this dead-end town where everybody just thinks she's a whore because of her mom. So all that's going on. They get there. She does not meet Lucian. She sees him in the window, which I don't know what it is about that trope that just, I don't, it's just weird. Like, it's just so weird. And it's in a ton of movies and a ton of books where, like, the the woman arrives somewhere and there's just, like, this shadowy, creepy person. Just staring out the window. Yeah. I don't like that. 
I'm not a fan of that. To be fair, I don't think you're supposed to like it. I think it's supposed <laughs> to leave you feeling a little unsettled. So I will say, it seems like she may have succeeded with her goal on this one. <laughs> I mean, I guess. We'll, we'll give Carrie credit on that then. Okay, Carrie gets credit for this trope. <laughs> Just the once, though. Just the once. Never again. Never. Please, God. So um, Izzy is in like torn clothes. They're super old because she's poor and this is what she has. So she shows up and she meets the mom. She meets the butler person, I guess. And he's giving her a tour, telling her the rules. He says, you know, stay out of of the master's way. And she's like, cool, 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 cool. And the mom is really strange. She has some kind of dementia happening and isn't very steady on her feet. So she uses a wheelchair. I'm not going to lie. I read this book probably like three or four years ago. I don't really remember when I read it. But I would have bet money it was his grandmother and not his mom. (laughs) And so now I'm really questioning my memory of this book. It is his mother. Oh, damn. It's his mother. mother. Well, Mm -hmm. this... This really kind of changes how I was conceptualizing it, and not for the better. It's not good. No. Okay, so it's his mother. I'm not going to get us off track there. (laughs) It's his mother. And so this is going to be important later. She also has this collection of very expensive, very rare, ultra-creepy dolls, like vintage, old-school, antique dolls that— I love a good doll collector. I I just—I, like— Annabelle, why? I, you know what? I'm not here to shame people. If that is your jam, like, okay. That's okay. But I also, if you ever ask me if I want to see the collection, I'm probably going to politely decline or not so politely. I was going to say, I probably won't be polite about it. Yeah. That's just a boundary I'm going to keep. Precisely. Okay. So Izzy's getting settled in. She has to live in the manor as part of her new job. Um, so she gets settled in. The mom is like, hate your outfit. We're buying you new clothes. It's a whole thing. Um, oh, I forgot. Izzy is also a very accomplished piano player, of course, naturally. Like, obviously. It makes sense that the girl who whose mother was the town whore who's never had anything or really any access to lessons mm-hmm. consistently or anything of that capacity would just naturally be a, a piano prodigy. Right. And they do address that because apparently she has um, like an eidetic memory where she can replicate anything she hears. So when she hears a piece of music once, she can play it. And I'm like, mm, just doubt that, you know, but Okay. We'll give you that one. It's convenient. I mean, for the sake of the story, I guess we'll give you that one. Well, how else would she learn to play the piano, Hannah? I, I, she, she wouldn't. <laughs> Without that memory, she would not be the accomplished pianist that she is. And apparently the mom loves uh, classical music, so this is very exciting for everybody that she is able to do this. So then we move to another flashback, okay? And... It is Lucian and his best friend. They're like 14, well, 15, 15, 16. And they're chilling, running around, doing what 15 and 16-year-old boys do, causing havoc. They're on a break from their boarding school or whatever. And I, a new housekeeper shows up and she's French and busty. So obviously like they're super into that. 
And she's like weirdly forward with both of them. And Lucian's like, "Mm -hmm, pass. But his buddy is like, I'm into that. So So the the, the 15-year-old dudes are on break from boarding school. There's a new hot... housekeeper from France yep. who shows up yep. Yep. and is like, I'm into 14-year-olds or 15-year-olds. I, I apologize. Apparently. And Lucian has the wherewithal to be like, nah, I'm good. And is, yep. okay, you know. It, I mean, she's hot and he he understands the fact that she's hot, but he's like, mm, n- no, right? So her mom, his mom hates her, obviously. Um, but she starts working there. They continue on with their summer. It's good times to be had by all. So then we're back to the present. Lucian is like, so did anything happen in that flashback outside of just like an introduction Mm -hmm. to the slutty housekeeper? I apologize. I'm not slut shaming. No, I mean, I'm pretty sure, but yeah. Okay. So we meet the hot, busty French housekeeper. <laughs> the French maid. The French, we, we, yes, <laughs> truly. We meet the French maid and they're like, all right, back to, back to the present. Anyway, so I am not going to give Carrie that trope of the French maid. I will not give her that. Um, so then we're back to the present and Lucian, this is all told from first person, by the way. So it flashes back and forth between the different points of view. So Lucian obviously is creeping in the window. He's like, she looks like a sewer rat, but I'm into that. Like, that's basically, like, he he's very judgmental of her clothing. Wait, he's why like, does she look like a sewer rat? I don't think It's like, a normal day, and he's like, or like, did she fall in a pool? And he's like, I'm into sewer rat? I don't think he used those words necessarily, <laughs> but she had, like, he's describing she has on a lot of, like, heavy eye makeup, and she's wearing, like, clothes that don't fit well and are very clearly old and threadbare. She's wearing... Um, like galoshes that don't fit properly. It's like a whole thing. And he's like, yikes, but also, hmm. Um. <laughs> like, ew, but also maybe. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And Izzy doesn't have a car or anything. So they're, you know, they go through the whole thing of like, you know, well, you, you can use the my driver situation, whatever. Um, we expect you to be here pretty much all the time. Just let us know when you're leaving, blah, blah, blah. And Lucian is like eavesdropping a lot because he doesn't really want to meet her because he's like, my scars. Oh, and he so, still hasn't met her at this yeah. point? Okay. No, no, no. He's just like sort of there. <laughs> They're just like circling around each other in this house without ever actually. Yes. Okay. Yes. So Lucian is obviously super into her, but like trying not to be weird about it. And then there's also this, this like secret society Illuminati situation happening. (laughs) And so, um, these guys show up to meet with Lucian and they have these like super secret rings that like have a a moth on them, I think. I don't remember. How secret can a ring be? You wear it on your hand. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm telling you like I don't. I'm sorry. You are, you are giving your best representation of this book and I'm, I'm not shitting on your representation. I'm shitting on the book. 
Because <laughs> I'm Thank like, you. the super secret moth rings for their secret <laughs> society. And I'm like, is it really that fucking secret? So when I think of like these rings, I think of, um, uh, and when our powers combine, like a Captain Planet situation. <laughs> and I know that's not what was intended. Like I'm fully aware of that, but I just... That's where my brain goes. So he's meeting with these men who are like, you're supposed to be more involved with the organization. And he's like, I don't want to. He's like not into it. And so apparently he's experiencing a lot of pressure, but we still don't know what this organization does or what its purpose is or what the fuck is going on. Right? So there's just some men with moth rings pressuring him to be more involved. Mm -hmm. End Mm -hmm. of our knowledge. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yes. So, and then as we continue to move, Izzy's getting settled. I'm going to speed up a little bit. Izzy's getting settled. Um, She meets the mom again, still super weird, but she spends time with her. She reads to her and she's very into like Harlequin romance. So, you know. She'd probably like this podcast. She would love it. Uh, But she's also super, like, buttoned up and conservative, which is just, you know, a very interesting dichotomy for character development. That was a choice that that Carrie made. So Izzy reads to her. She plays her some songs on the piano. She's, like, trying to figure out what, I don't know, what her life is supposed to look like now that she's in this role. Um, Obviously, they have a private chef. Obviously. Duh. And so the private chef uh, keeps coming on to Izzy, makes her meals and stuff. And so Izzy one day was working late because the mom had some kind of issue or something. And so she goes down to eat and there's this massive dog that she essentially describes as a hell beast. It sounds like some kind of mastiff. Like this massive dog is there and she's like, I'm going to die. And so she takes off running, which by the way, um, don't do that. <laughs> like, I don't care if it's a dog or a bear or whatever. You don't run from a predator. You just, you just don't do that. So the dog got super excited and decided to chase her down just to like lick on her, not to do anything bad to her. But this she poor didn't dog, know that. so misunderstood. Right? He's just sitting there wanting all the love. So, and and just to be totally honest, of all of the characters in this book, the dog is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> His character arc for me is like the one <laughs> character arc. <laughs> really, the the job, the dog's personal growth development <laughs> through this through this novel is mm. chef's just, kiss. As we peel back the layers for him, you know. Okay. So anyway, so this is how she meets Lucian because Lucian shows up and gets the dog and he tells her like, you're a fucking idiot. Don't ever run from him. Right. And she's like, okay. Um, Also, you're super hot, but like try not to be weird about it. And so um, that's how they meet. He's a total asshole. She's like, fuck you. they're, They're only meeting now. Oh my God. Yeah. She's been there for like two or three days and like living in the same house. Oh, and I forgot. She also feels like someone is watching her sleep, which is really fun for everybody. Um, But she cannot prove that. And there's a nurse who also works there um, taking care of the mom. And she's like, yeah, you're going to want to avoid the devil of bone salt. That's bad news bears. 
And it's like giving her all this information and Izzy is like, Jesus Christ, like I'm just trying to get a paycheck so I can get out of this fucking town right now. Like, please leave me alone. So anyway, um, all that happens. She finally meets Lucian. It is not a very auspicious meeting. Great vocab word. Thank you very Anytime. much. I feel really good about my SAT scores. And that makes one of us. <laughs> I don't remember my SAT scores. I stayed out with friends the night before and forgot I had to take them. So then I retook them <laughs> because it was not the score anyone in my family was hoping for. I, oh God, I had to take them twice also because I had juvenile epilepsy. And so they didn't realize that I needed like, like special accommodations. And so I show up like kind of high on my medication and like take the test. And I, I didn't have time to finish because I was a little high and they were like, hmm. That's really tough for you. <laughs> so, so you actually had to get like medical accommodations for I the did. second time. I did. Well, at least you had an excuse. I did. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, apparently I grew out of it. So <laughs> I got what I needed, the extra time on the SATs, and now I'm done. So that was the cure. <laughs> that was all I was waiting for, really. I got special accommodations on the SATs, and voila. Cured. I no longer had juvenile epilepsy. Yeah, just no more seizures for me. It was really great. Um, so anyway. <laughs> so so part, parting ways with juvenile epilepsy, <laughs> let's get back to Lucian and his scars. I really love our tangents. They're just really perfect for everybody <laughs> to be, you know, experiencing. So we have another flashback. Um, is the Is the... Slutty French maid in the flashback? Yes. Yes. So, um, Lucian, so uh, there are sea caves. So, Lucian <laughs> and his friend um, decide they're going to meet up at the sea caves and like smoke a little weed and drink a little. So, the mansion is in a coastal city? Yes. Thank you. Sorry. Okay. It's, in, it's in a New England like cape situation. Okay. Yes. So, there are sea caves. So, <laughs> so Lucian is uh, supposed to be meeting his friend at the sea caves, uh, again, to like smoke a little weed, drink a little, do teenage boy shit. And, um, apparently his friend decides to bring the French maid with him. And, you know, as any grown woman wants to do, hang out in some sea caves with some 15 year old boys. Yeah, yeah. So then um, his friend is not shy, right? So he is like saying things that frankly, no one should say, like much less a teenage boy, like, you know, making a lot of demands on this French woman. (laughs) So... Lucian, and she's, like, inviting Lucian to participate, and he's like, no, I'm not, I'm not fucking you with my best friend. Thank you, though. Like, I'm not doing that. So So the best friend is putting the moves on the French maid, and the French maid is, in turn, putting the moves on Lucian. Yes. Man, I wonder how the the best friend feels about that. I mean, he was pretty into it from (laughs) what I gathered. You right. So Lucian just sits there in the sea cave, smoking weed, watching his best friend fuck this French maid. And then she comes over and is like, your turn. And he's like, "Mm, no, like I don't, I don't live for sloppy seconds. 
Thank you. Does he say that to her? Basically, yeah. Damn. Hang on. Let me let me find the exact quote because he definitely That's brutal. So first of all, she said, Come, young master, fuck me. And he's like, I don't fuck seconds. <laughs> and her response is, I should have let you have me first then. I'll just have to pretend. And then she masturbates in front of him while calling his name. So that, and that's the flashback. (laughs) And that's the flashback. I'm like, okay, but here's the other thing. So they're children. They're, they're, they're children. And I'm just like, ew, gross. Yeah, nothing about that scene feels like arousing. No. It feels like Mm -mm. Mm -mm. this isn't a good vibe that's happening. Mm -mm. Now, mind you, is that because both of us are mandated reporters (laughs) for abuse? Uh, Like, that might be like, we've both had to call CPS on more than one occasion in our jobs. Is that why, like, it's, is that what it is? Because there's definitely a disconnect with this where I'm like, nope, this feels... This doesn't feel sexy. This feels like a grown-ass woman is masturbating to a 15-year-old in front of him. Right. Very predatory. And I I mean, I would like to think that it's not just being a mandated reporter, that like morally as a person, I would object (laughs) to that. Also that. Yes, we do have morals. And (laughs) And if I think about it, like if this book, if the gender roles were flipped and a man was doing this with a girl, it would be like, you wouldn't write that down. You know what I mean? Nope. Like it would, or it would very clearly be like a trauma arc and not sort of like slated to be sexy. I also like, here's the thing. I don't think I've ever seen a 15 year old boy, even if he lifts, even if he like <laughs> works out on a regular basis and been like, I'm into that. Like right. there's always at that age, like I've never seen a 15-year-old boy and been like, what? I thought they were at least legal. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something where I'm like, no, you still look like a 15-year-old. Like a gawky Even if you're little a hot 15-year-old. For other 15-year-olds. For other 15-year-olds. <laughs> yes, important <laughs> clarifying statement. It's getting Even, real weird. <laughs> we're just going to bow out while we're behind. Anyway. <laughs> so... She closes by saying, next time I'll have you first. So she, I guess she felt the need to, to reiterate that. And that is the end of the flashback. And we are back to present day with Izzy. So she is, again, she's settling in. She really, really likes Lucian. Um, and well, so I shouldn't say she likes him. She is into him. She thinks he's super hot. Um, she's very curious about his scars and how he got them. Um, and so he's got this like air of mystery. He's an older man. So she's like into that. I think he's 12 years older than her. Um, so 31, something like that. Yeah. I don't remember his exact age, but I'm pretty sure it's around then. Um, and then we have another flashback. <laughs> that chapter is just Izzy, like, getting used to Getting things. settled. Yeah. So we have another flashback. We learn that Lucian's father is extremely abusive towards him. Um, 
and uh, the French maid is continuing to shoot her shot. Um, and she tells him how just disappointed she was that he didn't like fuck her. Like, oh my god. Um, she she seems really hung up on this child. She is okay. She's into a lot of things, and we'll get more into that because I learn a lot about this French maid whose name is Solange that I wish I didn't know. So, uh, yeah, he's just, yeah, she's continuing to come on to him and she is like wanting to teach him things, tells him to come back to the sea cave. And he's like, no, no, no. She's like, you, you totally, you totally should. So he does, obviously, because he's a 16-year-old boy and this woman with huge tits is like, come, let me fuck you. Right? Like in the sea cave. In the sea cave. So she And winds you won't up, be second this time. And you won't be second. Okay. So he I think she she just gives him a hand job at this point, but she like ties him up and lets the water rise enough so that his head is underwater and he can't breathe. And so then he has this like super powerful orgasm because breath play. And he's like, what the fuck? And she said something about like, you've just experienced the petite more, right? Like the small death of orgasm. And he's like, that's amazing. Teach me everything you know. And that's the end of that flashback. It's a fucking bug, man. Okay, so. (laughs) So she's teaching him about breath play. By letting the tide rise in the sea cave while she gives him a hand job. But because yeah. he couldn't breathe, it really, when he could finally breathe, his orgasm was incredible. Yes. This, th- yeah, this makes sense. Go on. So she just gives him a proper Nantucket handshake. <laughs> <laughs> a Nantucket handshake. I have, we'll get into that later. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I have to speed this up because there's just so there's, much happening. I, the, you really So much do. fucking chaos. <laughs> and so she, so it, we're back to Izzy. She's having nightmares of this trauma that we still don't know what happened. She's doing all this stuff, trying to get to know what's going on. She's interacting with Lucian a little bit more. He's hearing her play the piano and he's like, oh, my stars. And she's like, you know, that's just what I do. Like, don't worry about it. Um, then we have more flashbacks again of knowing, like learning more about how abusive his dad is. It's just a fucking mess. You guys, like, I just don't, I just don't know. I just don't know. So we're continuing on this journey of Izzy settling in and pretty much every other, every other chapter is a flashback. So Lucian is banging the French maid more regularly and learning more about breath play. Apparently, he's also a little bit into knife play. Um, He doesn't like using the knife. He likes to use it on himself, but he hasn't done it with her. So that's a whole thing. His father is very disappointed by all of this. Well, actually, his father's very proud because he thinks that Lucian is sadistic. And Lucian is not, but his dad thinks that he is because he finds the knife and he finds like some porn that that suggests that. And so his dad is like, finally, you're my real son. 
which is— That's a weird father-son bonding experience. It's just a really strange bar to set, you know? So I've been waiting to find out you're into knife play. Mm. So dad is, like, basically disclosing his sexual proclivities, which is a lot to digest. So Lucian is continuing to fight his attraction to Izzy because he feels like she's too young. He winds up fingering her on the piano bench, I guess. And after she plays, and then he's like, I made you like a needy little bitch, didn't I? Too bad you're too young. Love you, bye. And like, that's it, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And she's like, what the fuck? And yeah, that's just... That's just how it happens. So interspersed with all of this, we also meet the mayor of this town. The mayor really, 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 really wants to be a part of this secret organization, lest we forget the moth rings that (laughs) Lucian is a part of. And so he is coming to Lucian petitioning to join this group. He is also Lucian's father-in-law because Lucian was married. He also had a son. So this is part of where all of the like urban legend about this family comes in because Lucian's son disappeared and then his wife killed herself. So there's a lot of speculation about what happened to the son and if he actually killed the wife, right? So the wife is the mayor's daughter. So he comes to Lucian as his father-in-law and is like, do this for me, we're family. And Lucian's like, Jesus Christ, I fucking hate you. Like, basically, right? Um, And his father-in-law is like, let me in on the secret society. And Lucian's like, you remind me of all of my trauma. Leave me the fuck alone. Yes, precisely, precisely. So um, more flashbacks. My favorite flashback, well, favorite I don't know that that's the word. Because again, we don't have a word for this book. We don't have a word. So the flashback that stands out the most to me, we'll say it that way, is Lucian is at a dinner party. The French maid is serving uh, at the dinner party. She is like stroking him and shit in front of people on the sly, hoping no one will notice. And he's super into it. So then she tells him she's going to come to him later. That's great. He gets up because she disappears and he wants to go find her. And he hears her getting fucked by his father while he uses, because his mother was apparently a rhythmic gymnast. Apparently she twirled baton. So I don't know what you call that, a baton twirler. Mm -hmm. So I had a friend, she was an internationally ranked baton (laughs) twirler. But I gotta say... True, like the I was I, like I kind of laughed, and then the first time I saw her, like actually, like do her like baton routine, I was like, "This is the most impressive thing I feel like I've <laughs> seen in person in a really long time." And then I felt like an asshole, and I'm like, "You know what? Who am I to judge your art? And who am I to judge Carrie's art with Master of Salt and Bone?" I was gonna say, I am judging Carrie's art. I am not judging. I am not judging baton, baton twirling. twirling. I'm not. No, uh, it is beautiful and majestic. <laughs> follow your bliss. So (laughs) the reason that's important is because his dad is using his mother's like award-winning baton to fuck the maid in the ass while he rails her. And she's like, I love it. So dirty. I'm so into that. Solange seems to have very few moral hangups in her (laughs) life. 
Again, I... Okay, so I would say I'm not here to judge, but she's fucking children, so I'm here to judge that. And their parents. And their parents. I'm here to judge the pedophilia. You know, I think that's a fair judgment. Right. I'm not here to kink shame in other ways. So all that's happening. Lucian feels betrayed. Solange comes to him and is like, I only ever wanted you, you know, I have to because he's going to fire me, whatever, whatever. And Lucian's like, that was fucking disgusting. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, holy shit. Well, he didn't like sharing her with his best friend. I can't imagine sharing her with his father felt Mm. better. Mm -mm. Yeah. No, no. Sorry, I needed a whiskey break after (laughs) that. So then, uh, again, we flash back to present. The Izzy's getting more and more information about Lucian's wife and that whole situation. She finds out that she did kill herself. She, like, jumped off a balcony. Um, She continues to kind of, like, want to be close to Lucian, and he is continuing to, like, fight his desire for her or whatever. Um, Mom continues to be super creepy and weird. And then, at some point, Izzy gets a phone call from her aunt. And her aunt is like, I just had the shit beat out of me by your mom's drug dealer. She owes him a ton of money. She took off. Um, They said they're going to kill me if we don't get this money. And it's a lot of money. Like, like what? How did she get that? Whatever. Like, how did she obtain that That many drugs? Like, I guess she was, like, acting as a courier or something. Whatever. The point is, Izzy steals an antique doll. (laughs) Oh, from Lucian's mother and her creepy doll collection. Precisely. Okay. Precisely. So that she can pay off these drug dealers. And um, as she is trying to leave the house, she drops the doll and it breaks in front of the butler. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, for real? (laughs) Come on now. So then Izzy goes to Lucian and he, oh, and she has been bought a whole new wardrobe at this point. So she's like looking super cute all the time. And Lucian's like, God damn it. So um, Lucian is like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are, what are you doing? And so she explains the situation to him. He's like, I'll fix it, whatever. And she's like, mm, okay. And she's like- Like fix the broken doll or fix the the family debt? Or both. Bo- okay. Both, I guess. So- um. Yeah. So Izzy's like, I mean, I know I'm fired. And he's like, you're not fired. You can never leave here. Like, oh, good. So some weird Beauty and the Beast vibes. Like, you're here forever now. Um, And so, yeah. So then Izzy gets another phone call that her mom is dead. She has apparently overdosed. So she's very upset. She tells Lucian she needs to take some time off. And all that good stuff. And um, Izzy is really struggling with this whole thing. Nobody really shows up to her mom's funeral. Lucian sends a lot of flowers. It's just her and her aunt there at the funeral. And then as she's leaving the funeral home, the mayor shows up. And he's like, I I used to be your mom's high school teacher. She was such an amazing young woman, you know. I'm so sad that her life turned out the way that it did. I just wanted to pay my respects. And just to make sure I'm remembering correctly, the mayor is Lucian's deceased wife's father. Correct. And he shows up to 
Izzy's mother's funeral and is like, <laughs> I was her high school teacher. Correct. And I came to pay my respects. Correct. Okay. Small yeah. town. Yeah. 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 Um, small coastal town. So. With sea caves. <laughs> with sea caves. Is it a coastal town if it doesn't have sea caves? I mean, technically, yes. <laughs> I guess to be fair. <laughs> oh, shit. So anyway, <laughs> this book, y'all. Oh, my God. So I feel like there's still a lot of there's this book. so much like we might so have I'm to just like, like speed. I'm just going to speed it up. So there's another flashback at some point. Lucian meets a girl at a party. Her like their parents really want them to get to know each other. It turns out that it is the mayor's daughter and he does wind up marrying her. However, the reason he winds up marrying her is because she was coming on to him pretty strong during this party. They fucked in a closet, like a supply closet, um, but he could not orgasm, I guess, because she wasn't choking him or hurting him. And he was like, it's all, it's all good. Like, this has been great. So all of the sexual experiences with Solange and breath play really did not set him up for success they did with not. other sexual experiences. Because to be fair, if someone else isn't into breath play, it is a interesting conversation <laughs> to try and bring up, especially in the moment. Yeah. That's not like you, I don't feel like you can do spontaneous breath play with a new mm-hmm. partner. You know, not your first time. No, 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 no. There needs to be some. You got to build that trust. Yeah. And there needs to be some conversation around that. So then turns out she shows like she's staying with them for some reason. I don't really remember why she's staying at the manor and she's like continuing to try to like cozy up to Lucian. And he's like, for real, babe, like that was terrible. Not really into any of this. And so then turns out she is pregnant and she's like, it's your baby. And he's like, um, (laughs) is it the, I mean, and he's like, she's like, no, like you're the only person that I've slept with in like the last six months or whatever. Like it has to be you. He's like, well, cool. Uh, what? And the mayor and his dad are like, cool story. You're getting married. How old are they at this point? At like early 20s. Okay. Yeah. Like I think like that they just finished college. Okay. Yeah. Or he did. He's, he's no longer a child. He's no longer a child. Thank God. So we don't have a child bride situation in conjunction with the general pedophilia. Yeah. So um, Izzy um, is continuing to play the piano. She and Lucian are continuing to have running run-ins that are like increasing in spiciness. Um, she's continuing to have nightmares and all this stuff from whatever trauma she experienced. Um, she, Lucian winds up seeing a bunch of scars on her arms from apparently where she was cutting herself. And he's like, jokes on you, I'm into that. And she's like, what? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like being into knife play and self harming are not very different the same things. Thing. They're very different things. So, and we won't get into like the DSM five situation of it all. <laughs> but this, this is like a a BDSM five situation, and it's not good. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I've never been more proud of you for a joke in my entire life. Honestly, I'm pretty fucking proud of myself. BDSM 5. No one who, if you don't work in mental health, that is not going to be nearly as funny to you, but I'm losing my shit over here. 
I feel pretty good about it. And for our target audience, I hope you appreciated it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So it turns out, obviously, she's been doing a lot of self-harming, all this other crazy shit's going on. They're continuing to get closer and closer. The organization is continuing to show up and pressure Lucian. We're continuing to have flashbacks of him. I don't even know what he's doing in these flashbacks anymore. None of it makes sense. And so, oh, in one of them, his dad takes him down to the, like, catacombs, the, like, basement under the house area. Under the coastal mansion with the sea caves. Under the coastal mansion that is near the sea caves. And, um, which by the way, if you know anything about living on the coast, there would not be catacombs or a basement because flooding, that shit happens all the time. We don't live like that on the coast. Thank you. Well, you have two podcast hosts from Florida, (laughs) so we have a lot of opinions on flooding. So... (laughs) Among other things. <laughs> Among other things. Buckle in. <laughs> Flooding and alligators. We really know our strengths. And smut. And so... <laughs> sometimes all three. So... Quintessential Florida. Obviously. So his dad takes him down to this basement, and there's this man strapped in down there, and his dad is like, you need to torture this guy. And Lucian's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, no. And he's like, yeah, you're going to do it, and you're going to like it. So, obviously, Lucian has been subject to his father's torture for years, and now he is being forced to torture other people. Once again, different than being into knife play. Very much so. So, Lucian, apparently, part of this organization, they're doing research and experience on sociopathy. And so, they pay people who are, like, desperate for money— to volunteer essentially to be tortured. And so his dad is like, he's not going to get paid if you don't torture him. His family's going to starve. Is that what you want? Like fucking torture him. Great. Super. Really good for a young person's psyche. So (laughs) that's my professional opinion. So all of this is happening. Izzy, he decides he wants Izzy to play piano at this big party and he, it's like a masquerade situation and he tells her not to talk to any of the men there and to like stick close to him because apparently these are like organization people. And so he's very nervous about her being around them. So she plays. So it's an Illuminati party that she's playing the piano for. Yes. And the mayor shows up, um, and talks to her and makes her super uncomfortable. And she's like big yikes all around to all of this. And straight up, y'all, I have no idea if I'm telling you this story in chronological order. At this point, I don't think it matters. It just doesn't matter. truly reading it didn't feel like there was a chronological order. It didn't. It didn't. So mayor shows up. She's uncomfortable. Lucian gets really upset that the mayor is talking to her at all, like drags her outside and then like eats her out in the garden, like in... I was going to say broad daylight. It's not broad daylight because it's at night, (laughs) but like just out in the open. But in the open of the garden under the starlight. Precisely. Yes. Where they could be seen. Yes. Yes. And she's like, holy shit, I'm super into that. So they're continuing to like have this burgeoning sexual relationship with knife play and breath play and all of this other fun and interesting stuff. And um, so... And the mayor continues to come around and be weird 
and we don't understand why. And the mom continues to be weird, have like weird dementia outbursts. It's like, what the fuck? Lucian's mother. Lucian's because mother. Izzy's mother is, is dead. dead. Yes, dead mom. Because the mayor went to the funeral. <laughs> yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Um, and then, holy shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, y'all, I'm like disturbed and perplexed and befuddled by this book. I am befuddled. Truly befuddled. Not to be confused with besieged. So, (laughs) so, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm going to get it together. I just, I, from start to finish, you guys, what the fuck? Hannah, this book didn't get it together. So I don't (laughs) think you should put that same pressure on yourself. Thank you. Anytime. Let me give you that freedom if you won't give it to yourself. I appreciate your validation and affirmation (laughs) of my effort right now. Therapy. Hashtag therapy. So, um, then Izzy's trying to figure out, like, what is going on with the mayor. Um, she's getting more and more information about Lucian's past. She learns that his son has was is dead. Like, he didn't disappear. He died. And they essentially covered up his death because he died via overdose after getting into his mother's pills. So Lucian's mm. wife's pills, right? Um, and Lucian blamed his wife for the death of their son um, because she didn't, like, lock up her pills. And um, that's why she killed herself was because of all the guilt and shame of her son dying. Um, and uh, she was also apparently pregnant when she killed herself. Um, and Lucian's like, that's really interesting because I had not fucked her in a really long time. So. Yeah. So like they, their parents told them that they had to get married and then like, they didn't really have a marriage so much as just like a legally binding contract. Right. And a son that they both really loved and cared about. You know, that's a great reframe. Thank you. But then the son dies and now there's like no reason for them to be together. And the wife is super depressed, understandably. So all this is going on. Izzy's uncovering all this stuff. And then Lucian starts uncovering Izzy's past because, again, there's, like, a lot of trauma that apparently happened to her in high school. So Lucian gave her a bracelet that had a tracking device in it, OBS. And so Izzy was— Did she know there was a tracking device in it? Negative. Okay, so she just thinks Lucian gives her a bracelet. Yes. Okay. And she is visiting her best friend in town and walking back to her aunt's house one night, and she gets jumped by these guys who, like, pull her into a public bathroom and try to assault her and stuff, and she fights really hard, but— very clearly, like, they have the upper hand. There's more of them. They're stronger. And then one of Lucian's security guys shows up and just beats the snot out of these kids and um, rescues her. And she's like, how did you find me? They're like, oh, it's a tracker. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and also, like, they continue to refer to this bodyguard person I I take it back. The dog is not my favorite. It's the bodyguard person. They continue to like randomly refer to him. He's some sort of like he's Hawaiian or Samoan or something. Like they never really tell you. We just know that he's massive and really nice. (laughs) So 
It's Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yes, that is literally how I picture him in my mind. Yes, that's you know that's that's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah. they're just like he's a large Samoan man who Precisely. can bust some heads if needed. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we can work with that. We can. So um, Izzy gets rec- rescued. She finds out that there's a tracker in the bracelet. Um, Lucian is like, tell me what happened. Tell me why they were after you. So she tells him that her friend was sexually assaulted at a party and Izzy lost her shit when she realized what had happened to her. And so she, um, stabbed some people who hurt her friend. What the fuck is (laughs) Honestly, like... I'm embarrassed how much of this book I've forgotten, but as you're going through it, I'm like, you know what? There's no chance I could have remembered all of this (laughs) because it's so chaotic. It is. And I'm going to be totally honest. I did not remember most of it. Like I completely forgot the mayor existed until I started like going back through for this podcast to get ready for it. And then I was like, oh shit, I forgot about the mayor because he actually is really important, you guys. So, (laughs) so all of this stuff is going on. Um, and the, um, the organization is really on to Lucian and the explanation is that, um, Lucian's family has been a part of this study of sociopathy for generations. And so they need him to have children to continue the study. And he is like, please fuck off. Right. Like, you know, good for him setting that boundary. Yeah. Um, but he was involved in the experiments and the research and stuff, which is why he's so messed up um, emotionally. So then at some point in some flashback, he finds Solange, the French maid, dead in a sea cave. And he goes and runs and tells somebody that she's dead. They go to investigate and they're like, kiddo, there's no body Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, no, like Solange is dead. And they're like, there was no Solange. Who are you talking about? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like me and Jude. And they're like, Jude is dead. He's been dead for years. And you're like, okay, 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 okay. okay. (laughs) Hold on. Just to make sure. Mm. (laughs) The sea caves, the fucking sea caves. Goddamn sea caves. Lucian goes out and sees Solange's dead body in the sea caves. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then is obviously we're we're in a flashback here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he goes and is like, Solange is dead. And everyone's like, No, she she was always dead. She was she never existed. She your never best, existed. Okay. Solange isn't real and your best friend is dead. And has been apparently for like a year. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> that is <laughs> That is not great when you think about that breath placing. <laughs> did, he dr- <laughs> did he drown himself? <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so that's a plot twist. It's something. So then we're like, okay, so how much of this is Lucian hallucinating? Like, I don't, I don't even know anymore. Oh, because the book opened with... Lucian, like being mm-hmm. in a psych ward or something, and they were like, "You're sick, and you need to be here." Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. no, <laughs> I really forgot so much of this book. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> is correct. So, um, yeah. So Izzy shares this with him, and he's like, mm, 
I don't know about all that. So the closer they get, the more that she reveals, the more nightmares she starts to have. And she eventually tells him that she, in fact, was the one who was sexually assaulted. And she is the one that, after the act, stabbed a guy, basically tried to cut off his dick. Which, you know, while I generally don't condone violence, I'm like, good for her. You know? Like, good for her. Way to take back your power, Izzy. Exactly. So then she had accused him of sexual assault, this this guy, and he was very prominent in the community. His mom was like head of the PTA, stand-up kind of lady, and she's the the daughter of the town whore. So everybody thought that she basically just went crazy and stabbed the golden child of the town because she is a Whore who's also a nutcase. When really, the golden mm-hmm. child of the town was like Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. He was a Brett Kavanaugh Jr. So, <clears throat> so she reveals this. Lucian is like, holy shit. Okay. Like, all this makes sense now. They're doing more knife play and more breath play. They're getting to know each other more and more. The mom is continuing to be just super fucking weird, man. Like, She has these weird dementia episodes where she talks about her grandson as if he's still alive, like asking where he is and if he'll come visit her and stuff. And it's all very sad. And um, And then when she's not having those flashbacks, she's just reading her Harlequin romances and staring at her her creepy doll collection. Yes. And listening to Izzy play the piano. I forgot the obvious. Yes. Obviously. Yes. So, um... Yeah, all of this is continuing to go on. The organization people are still up Lucian's ass. And then eventually, um, Izzy decides she really needs to figure out who her dad is. I don't really remember what prompted that at all. Um, but she decides she wants to find out. So she starts going through her mother's old things. Actually, maybe that's where it started. She's going through her mother's old things. She finds an old yearbook. She finds different things. And then she's like, The mayor is pretty suspicious right now. Mm. He's pretty fucking sus. So she's like, I don't feel great about this. So she's walking down the street. The mayor drives up next to her and is like, hey, I really need to talk to you. Let me give you a ride. And she's like, hard pass. Because mm, you're really You're creepy. a strange man that I've met a couple of times and made me feel uncomfortable all of the time. So I'm not going to get in your car with you, mm-hmm. you weirdo. Yep. Okay. And he's like, joke's on you. You are getting in the car. So this was not an invitation so no. much as explaining what was going to happen. Yeah, this was not optional. And so a struggle ensues and he gets her into the car. She is still wearing her bracelet with a little tracker on it. So um, he takes her to a cabin in the woods, tells her that he is in fact her father and he needs her because in order to join the organization he needs a an offspring to offer up for the experiments and the research that they're doing and since so he needs his daughter to volunteer his daughter to be tortured by yes. Lucian's Illuminati society. Yes. Got it. And his his legitimate daughter is dead, so all he has is the uh, daughter of the high school girl that he had sex with while he was a high school teacher. You shouldn't be doing that. No, none of it. Really, 
so much of the None activity of in this book is is frowned upon. Yeah. Not just like societally frowned upon, but like <laughs> legally. Legally, like there's a lot of concerns in this book that I feel like we're all just like okay with. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> no, I mean like in their in their world, they're okay with it. Right, right, like, right. Yes, Hannah, I would hope you're not okay <laughs> with with the pedophilia that is rampant <laughs> in this book. Um but yeah, it feels like everyone in this book is like, you know, that's that's just what happens in a small town with money. And you're like, but is it? It, it? it doesn't have to. This was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> this was a choice that you made and then doubled down on. So um, the, the, the mayor has her in this cabin. He calls the organization's people to come get her, I guess. And Lucian realizes that she's missing. They had had some kind of fight. Honestly, y'all, I don't fucking know. Like, if you want the details of this book, just read it. I'm not telling you you're going to enjoy it. I'm telling you, like, if you if you want to try to read this book and make sense of it and explain it to me, like— We would love, honestly, if yes. you read this book and you're like, all of this is a very linear thought pattern. I don't understand why it's escaping, y'all. We would love to have you on the show. We would love— to have you explain this book to us because both of us have read this and just thought, what chaos. Yeah. And like, it's not even that I am drunk at this point. It's just like, I genuinely, like no, I've had you've one only drink. had one weekend coffee. <laughs> only one weekend coffee. And I still don't know what the fuck. And I can't, I can't articulate it. So she's being held hostage. It's a whole thing. Giant Samoan guy shows up and it like, Start shooting up the cabin. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson shows up, um, <laughs> and uh, Lucian shows up, and obviously he sacrifices his body and like throws himself over top of her to protect her during the gunfight. And the mayor is shooting, and the Samoan guy is shooting, and then some guys from the 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 Illuminati show up, and they're shooting, and everybody's fucking shooting, and so then. <laughs> And so there's a shootout is what I hear us saying. <laughs> the mayor takes Izzy. We find out Izzy is his daughter. He needs her to join the Illuminati so they can conduct their sociopathy experiments. And there's a shootout. Yes. Okay. So then Lucian is like, he's been shot. He's like, we have to get Izzy out of here. So he gives Izzy to the big Samoan guy. He takes her away. And Lucian sticks around, and then the Illuminati guys show up, and Lucian's like, nothing to see here, y'all, because he buried the mayor in in a pile of dirt, I guess, because he's dead now. <laughs> Sorry, I skated right over that. <laughs> so the mayor is dead. Mayor is dead. Lucian buried him, and then the Illuminati showed back up. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Lucian's like, don't worry about it. Thanks. Good chat. And so then... Y'all, we're not even close. So then... We have to be close. We're not. We're not. You would think that's like the climax of the book. You would be incorrect. So then Lucian finally I I need more whiskey for this. Oh my God. I need something stronger. Than whiskey? Like a Valium. (laughs) Maybe some Haldol. Maybe it would make more sense if I just... B-52 me, man. (laughs) Yes, precisely. So then... Lucian gets Izzy back to the house. He, like, cleans her up. She cleans him up, and, like, his wound is whatever, like, sutured. They're having a nice time doing whatever it is they do. 
And then Lucian's mom shows up like leering over the bed after Lucian gets up for some reason. And she's like, you're a little whore, just like all the others. I thought you were going to be different. Like, how dare you try to corrupt my son? Blah, 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 blah. She then reveals that the death of Lucian's son was not an accident. She intentionally killed his child using his mother's pills and set it up to look like an accident. Um, His father died of a heart attack at some point. I think like right after the son died. Yeah, I don't really I remember. remember. His dad died, but honestly, I couldn't remember how or why, nor did I care. No, about I don't really his care. Dad. No. But regardless, the mom killed the son and then like set it up to look like it was the mom's fault. Um, so she's revealing all of this, and Izzy is like, what the fuck is happening? So then she reveals that um she reveals that Lucian was not the father of the kid. Which no one should actually be surprised by because Lucian couldn't ejaculate because Correct. there wasn't a knife involved. Correct. Got it. So it turns out that his dad essentially sexually assaulted the mayor's daughter that same night with the intention of getting her pregnant because he needed the bloodline to continue and he needed it to look like it was Lucian's child so that they could continue with the research and the secret organization, whatever. So mom reveals all of that. Lucian's like, I don't really care what the fuck you say. That was my son. Like, that was my son. And so he, obviously he shows back up and he's super upset after mom has revealed all this to Izzy. And like he overheard his mother revealing all mm -hmm. of this to Izzy? Okay. Mm-hmm. So then he's freaking out. Izzy's freaking out. Mom tries to stab Izzy, I think. He, she tries to kill her in some way. Lucian steps in. And then we have some nice symmetry that happens um, where, because as we all remember, the, the book. Caves? No. <laughs> the book opened with oh. Lucian being strapped down into an insane asylum. The book very nearly closes with his mother being strapped down in the same insane asylum, begging Lucian not to leave her there. And he's like, <laughs> jokes on you. Like you killed my son and just tried to kill Izzy. Right. Right. It's like a like an Inigo Montoya thing from from Princess Bride. Like <laughs> You Except killed, instead of my father, it's my son. You killed my son, prepare to die. Exactly. So he leaves her there. Um, and then, you know, he and Izzy just connect and they he buys her a bookstore at some point. Oh, I forgot that he bought her a bookstore. He did. He bought her the town bookstore and they bang in there. And that's the end of the book. <laughs> so, all right. I don't even know the way to summarize this book. I'm going to try and summarize it. So, even though I don't know how. Um, Izzy, the daughter of the town whore, is hard up for money and goes to work for Lucian, the town recluse who is covered in scars. I forgot. Yes. So, he got his scars because the night his son, he found his son's dead body and had done CPR and stuff on him 
to try to revive him before the paramedics got there. And then he figured, like, his son's dead. He got onto his motorcycle without any of his protective gear and went on, like, a little rampage and crashed his motorcycle. And that's how he got all his scars. I forgot about that. Well, that makes me kind of feel sad for him that, like, his son passed away, so he went out. I mean, the whole thing is sad. Well, you know, a lot of this book is sad for a lot of reasons. Oh, and I forgot another thing. The mom also revealed that apparently Solange was real. The the French maid was real. She was referring, she said that woman was a predator. She was talking about apparently Lucian had a nanny when he was like five or six that sexually abused him. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. So was sorry. Solange the nanny when he was no. five or six? No, no. So he was sexually abused when he was five or six and Solange was real. Yes. I think. I don't know. No, here's the thing. I remember reading. Well, I don't really remember reading this book, but I remember being like, oh, okay, was he hallucinating Solange? Was he not? Oh, he wasn't. But, like, his mom was like, it was so embarrassing to watch her, like, walk through the house fawning all over you. When I'm also like, was it more embarrassing to know that or that she was fucking your husband with your batons? From your baton twirling. And also, like, is embarrassment the emotion? Because I feel like it would be more, like, anger and, like, a protective instinct for your child. Well, Hannah, not. anger is a secondary emotion. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> so what's under? What's under this anger? A desire to protect my fucking kid, you know? Under this anger, I'm just like, what the fuck is still happening in this I book? Know. I still... Okay, so... Hmm. The, Essentially, Izzy goes and works for Lucian. Um, They fall in love over a period of time. He's involved in a secret society he wants out of, and then he finds out his mother killed his son. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And has she been faking the dementia? Yeah, it seems that way. Okay, so she's been faking the dementia, and then she tried to kill Izzy. Yep. And then she ended up in in an asylum. which, like, let's also just be honest about the state of psychiatric hospitalization in America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that's not really a thing. I just no. want to be clear about that. Like, mm-hmm. you're you're doing great if you get well, a 72-hour stay in a psych hospital. So, so but in, in the book, the asylum is run by the secret society. Oh. So I, I would imagine it's that. different than, yeah. you know, yeah. Than a normal asylum. Asylum that doesn't exist. A psychiatric hospital in which you get a 72-hour stay unless you're (laughs) on a long-term, like, forensic psychiatric unit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I I have stories about that as well, but those are not appropriate (laughs) for a podcast because HIPAA is real. Sure is. So, um, okay, Hannah, how would you ultimately rate this book? I I, I agree, 60-40. We did not not find a new word. Zhuzh. Was not it. Um, moth might be it. Moth could be it. Um, Although I have a moth tattoo and it makes me unhappy to use the word moth. I mean, moths book. are pretty cool. Like, all right, how many moths would you rate this book? <laughs> oh. Jesus Christ. So I want to say like two out of five. Like I want to say like two moths out of five because I still do not know what happened. Well, I feel like this entire book is just like, it's building the suspense. And so you're like going through and you're like, what's going to happen? Like, oh my gosh, like I don't really know. And like, you're like trying to solve it. 
And then it's like, shit, we have 20 pages left of this Mm -hmm. book. I guess we should wrap it up now. And then, you know what they needed? More than 20 pages to wrap this up. Yes. I'm like, did you just like dedicate too many pages to other things in this book? I'm confused. Like, I'm confused on how you felt like this was like cohesively completing your narrative. We dedicated too many pages to the sea caves is what happened. Solange and those fucking sea caves and the breath play got too many pages. I did not need to know that much about Solange's sea cave. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I know it anyway. You know, and well, and she was real. (laughs) She was not a hallucination. I'm pretty sure. And Jude was alive. He had actually died. But I don't know when or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's still there's still a lot of questions in this book. So I, I think two out of five moths is appropriate. Because the the bones of the story is really interesting. Like the Master secret of salt and bones. <laughs> <laughs> the bones of the story. Sorry. <laughs> foundation of the story is really interesting, right? With like a secret society and this whole thing with Izzy, like, like the, the, the idea of it is really interesting. Then you get into it and it's like, what the, what is happening? I almost feel like it needed to be a duet. Yeah. Like it needed, it needed more pages Mm -hmm. than what we had. So I'm either like, you needed to cut out a few things to get it into like one book or you either needed to explain upon a few things to like actually just make it a duet that we're like, oh, this makes more sense now. Um, Because yeah, I mean, you've read it twice. I read it once years ago and going through our retelling today, I don't feel like I'm any closer to answers (laughs) than I was years ago. Yeah. You know what? I'm comfortable not having them at this point. Like I'm okay with not having the answers. That's good because you'll probably never get them. (laughs) I'm practicing a lot of radical acceptance. Carrie, if you're listening, like maybe just DM me and let me know what the fuck. That'd be great. (laughs) So I think, I think that's all there really, I don't know if we have anything left to say on this one. I sure as shit don't. That was a journey. I need another weekend coffee. I rate it one out of five weekend coffees, <laughs> two out of five mods. So, mm. yeah, Carrie, respond. Let us know. Um, we'll up. I mean, we we might be able to up this to three mods with some sure, answers. Sure, two weekend coffees. <laughs> so, on that note, thank you guys for joining us. This is always so fun, and have a good night. Have a good day, whatever time you're listening to this. I'm never great with the time. Thanks for listening. Thanks. (laughs) Bye.